whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brent, it's that time again. Oh man, it's uh, it's never too late or early to be in the speakeasy. The time no, is al- no, we, always we keep, right. We keep all hours. We keep all That's hours. That's right. Time um, is always right. But back to join us for, uh, for a short pour is Michael Fernandez. Michael, welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back in the speakeasy. It's kind of like uh, Oktoberfest. you got to be drunk to find it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We uh, we keep the password uh, rotating just so we make sure we don't get any riffraff or anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> but but those we want to enjoy it, we, we make sure we tell them. Uh, so tonight on the on this short pour, um, Jeeves has let us have run with the bar, which is always a bad thing for him. Great for us. So... Uh, the three of us have all chosen one of the whiskeys on the back bar uh, to, to kind of pick. Jeeves uh, did get the, the big switch out and whack our hands. We went to go for the rare cask or the pappy. So we, we dialed it back a little bit. Uh, but, Michael, what would you select? Uh, I picked my, uh, my go-to. It's going to be Glenfiddich 12, single malt. It's such a great whiskey just to pour. Amazing whiskey to pour. All right, uh, Brent, what did you we- pick? We order, we, oh, Michael, we, we order Glenfiddich 12 by the case because it's just such a solid selection for yeah for scotch. No, no, I mean, you gotta you always got to have it. You can't run out of that. I think that's in every back bar in America. That's how solid that, that scotch is. And always reasonably priced. Yeah, yes. and honestly, when I go to a place where I know they're not known for their scotch and or whiskey and I'm going to order a scotch or whiskey, that's something I order because I know it's going to yeah. be fresh because yep. they sell it and yep. I know it's going to be good. And you can almost blind order. Like, you're like, hey, just give me Glenfiddich 12. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, we got it. And if not, you can see the bottle from a mile away. Yeah, exactly. It is you a classic bottle. bottle. Uh, Brent, what'd you pick? So, uh, I picked something extremely new to me. I don't have much experience with. Uh, and it's uh, Russell's Reserved Single Barrel uh, store, store pick. So, um, it was actually gifted to me yesterday. And I... Uh, um, Donated it to the speakeasy and and now cracking it uh cracking it open. I went with a classic, um, a classic of mine because I you guys know I'm a I'm a fanatic for anything aged in a sherry cask finish whiskey, uh, and this is Akintoshin single malt scotch that's 12 years old, aged in both bourbon and Oloroso sherry casks. So let's everybody pour some of this and. Oh, yeah. uh, Got it. As Jeeves kind of like stares at us in the, from the background. Yeah. <laughs> Jeeves, this just wi- just just wipe the bar down, dude. It's yeah. late. It's yeah. late. This time I have the heavy hand, Jeeves. 
Um, He's only charging you for a single pour, so get in it. Yeah. Yeah. To the rim, to the rim. <laughs> All right, so uh, look, I'll start with Akintoshin is a triple distilled. It is from the Lowland, so this is not a Highland malt. It's Lowland. It's part of the Beam, Cent- uh, Beam Centauri. Uh, they're based out of Glasgow. Glasgow. Uh, Beam Centauri imports. Uh, they, they import it to the United States. Honestly, just a great bottle. It's it's got everything from, you know, that you love about the the standard Scotch, uh, aged in American bourbon oak, and then also finished with a nice sherry cask. It's it's got great, like toffee and honeysuckle, and mandarin orange on the nose. It really does. So, Mike, tell me about that Glenfiddich Twelve that everybody knows and loves. Glenfiddich 12 is a Highland, I believe. Yeah. Highland, Highland Scotch. Speyside. Speyside. Sing, uh, single malt. Um, pretty much it's finished off in sherry casks uh, and bourbon casks, actually, according to the to the, bo- uh, to the bottle. It's got very complex flavors. It's my go-to. It's iconic. It's one of the smoothest single malts you're going to find. I personally think that you're going to find yeah. Now, with with that one, I mean, take that on the nose, and and you and I are drinking different whiskeys, but they're going to be very, very similar. And this is like green apple, citrus. I'm getting, I'm getting pears. Pears, tons pears. of pears in Glenfiddich. Like dried fruit, like dried pears. Mm-hmm. And then there's that butterscotch, that butterscotch smell. The toffee. Melt. Yeah. So, like, kind of dried fruits and butterscotch I get in this. Yeah. And and this is why I love Scotch whiskey. It's such a great, nice and light and perfectly balanced flavor that you get with the the citrus and the the orchard fruits, along with just that little bit of toasted oak. Yeah. I definitely sense that on this one as well. So, Brian, give me a little background about that Russell's. So, um, this is kind of the, I guess... Boutique label, you would call it from from Wild Turkey. Um, Jim Russell's been the master distiller. Uh, him, him and his son Eddie Russell, they make up about ninety years of um, master distilling. I guess tenure. Yeah, I was gonna say Jim Russell's been there for like a good three quarters of a century. Yeah, yeah, for for a while, and uh, and his son, his son's now kind of taken over. Um, Eddie, but the Russell's Reserve is basically, I guess, their hand-selected um, barrel. So they make an everyday, I think, a 10-year. There's a, a rye version, a couple different versions. But what I have uh, sat down in front of me is a Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, single barrel, non-chill filtered, at 110 proof. It's about everything you could possibly want from a true Kentucky... Kentucky bourbon, um, and it it doesn't disappoint. Um, you know, this is supposed to be the best barrels from the best location and the best rick houses on Wild Turkey property. I, I, I mean, forgive me because I'm not a massive Wild Turkey fan, but I don't know exactly what the the property is. But uh, but it, it's okay. It's called Wild Turkey Distilling Company in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. So this is the best. Uh, Best barrels hand selected from the Wild Turkey property. Um, super classic bourbon, um, toffee, vanilla, some oak, 
uh, in there. It's got just a little bit of of rye spice, but but not enough. But this is a this is a every man's bourbon for sure. Um, I think it's. I mean, I gotta tell you, it's it's not one that's in my personal portfolio, so I don't spend much time with it. But it's artfully done, corked top, beautiful package, big bold letters, straightforward, no fancy frills or things going on with the packing. Um, like I, I, this is a man's bourbon, and it drinks like a man's bourbon. Uh, neat. Uh, I can imagine up on the rocks would be freaking fantastic. Yeah, it, look, Wild Turkey's gotten into a more boutique style of whiskey over the last decade or so. Um, between their their uh, rare breed and this Russell's Reserve, and I think they have a 12-year-old in the same, uh, the same product. They have uh, on the website a 10... A six, but I think the six may be a, a rye. Oh, maybe the okay, yeah, yeah. the single the barrel, ten, the, the unaged, the no age statement single barrel is the other one I was thinking of. So yeah, yeah the ten, ten is their oldest. A ten one. year, a ten year oldest, then the six rye, and then a single barrel of each rye and reserve, and then there's actually um, a Russell's Reserve kind of select, mm-hmm. you know, by the by the year. Um, so there's a 2002 and. It was 15 year old and things like that. So there's some there's some limited releases that get Russell's Russell's uh, label as well. Now, have you uh, had and, but this is gonna sit. I haven't had any of the other boutique wild turkeys, but I imagine this is gonna sit in that realm of you know Kentucky Spirit and Rare Breed and now Long Branch and all those other other crazy releases from Wild Turkey. Yeah, I mean, look, they they have gotten into their. You know more than the wild turkey 101 or the wild turkey bourbon or the rye that they are famous for and when i say famous they are literally selling that by the hundreds of thousands of bottles a year yeah i i don't i can't tell you the last time i had wild turkey because if i had if i drank wild turkey out in a bar i definitely didn't end the night remembering it <laughs> <laughs> There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, I've, I do have a bottle of Wild Turkey 101. It was a gift. Um, I use it for cocktails. Michael, you drink any of that, tur- that turkey down where you're at? Yeah, the last time I drank Wild Turkey 101 was actually preparing for Hurricane Irma. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you, you know, everybody looks at hurricane like, you know, hurricanes are a big deal. But in Florida, we, we, we're kind of like, it's like kind of a joke to us. So, I mean, not a joke. They're not a joke. I'm, I'm Disclaimer, they're not a joke. But, like, we, we make a party out of it. So, uh, when I was uh, doing the shutters and stuff, I, I killed the bottle of Wild Turkey 101. Nice. The house was safe, though, so we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the two times I've been through a hurricane, when, when Sandy and Irene... No, not Irene. Yeah, it was Irene. Sandy and Irene came up through Jersey. Um, I was unimpressed with hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. There, but then, there, but then again... Sandy did way worse damage way down, you know, down of south in, in the Jersey Shore. We're just lucky we haven't been hit by a serious hurricane in like what since Hurricane Andrew, and that was before oh, I was born. I was like in the early nineties. But you, yeah. you weren't born during Andrew. I was, uh, I was born in ninety three. No, well, might not have been you know, born during Andrew, but you know, I was around. <laughs> you know, I was thought of. You might yeah. have been made. You might have been made during Andrew. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, 
I was around during Andrew, which is crazy. So it's crazy it hit you guys down there, and it, it tore us apart too. I remember um, that was a bad one. I was uh, yeah. eight, and um, it was uh, it was interesting coming back home. We stayed at my grandparents' house and coming back home and seeing that all the no, destruction, destruction really, drop. It was nuts. If it was you, nuts. Serious hurricanes when you get hit bad, it's bad. Yeah. But when it when it becomes like Florida, it's every other week during hurricane season. Oh, oh you're gonna bad. get hit with a hurricane. And then it turns away. Yeah. So after a while, you stop believing the, the news anchors. So you're like, oh, whatever, hurricane. And of course, you know, the national news media plays up the worst, the worst part of it, you know. Well, what was that, what was that one with, uh, it was in the Carolinas. And oh, the guy. Evacuate or you're going to die. Yeah, the, and the guy, uh, the hurricane guy, what's his name, Jim? Jim Cantori. Yeah, Jim Cantori was like bracing himself and like faking it so bad. <laughs> And then, like, people walk by like nothing's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> yeah. got to love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, right, where so the guy's the guy standing in waist-deep water, and then, like, you get the wide-angle shot, and he's, like, literally in a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Michael, what do, you, what, do you, what do you taste on that, that Glenfiddich 12? I get a little bit of, like, vanilla, and then that, the heavy malt that you're obviously going to get from a single malt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do taste that dried fruit. That dried fruit is... Uh, very prevalent. Uh, one thing that I have noticed about the Glenfiddich 12 over the last couple of years since I started drinking, it's always been my go-to. I have noticed that the quality has gone down. Bottle to bottle. I'm not uh, going to lie. It's, it's, it's noticeable. Actually, the other day I had a 15, which the first time I had 15, hated it. Absolutely hated it. Had a 15 this time. It reminded me of the old Glenfiddich 12. The 15, I, I think, is their best uh, bottle of whiskey. Have you tried their 21? No. But it's it's that's rum cask. That's rum cask finished, isn't it? No, Ooh. not their 21. I thought it was. They have a. They do have a, a rum. Cask. I like I like the bourbon. The the, the 14. Oh, 14. Oh, the 14 bourbon is cask good. Is fantastic. 14 is fantastic too, uh, and it's cheap for being a single malt. But I'm gonna have to send you some uh, some 21. Ooh, hi. And and you can send him some 1963 or whatever. It is. I could, I could. It's not good. Um, it is extremely light and extremely watery, but it's got all of those grassy notes and pear and apples that Glenfiddich is famous for. It's it's clearly Glenfiddich once you taste this yeah. l- this limited release. Yeah. Um, it's like their their signature series, the uh, twenty. The I think it's double X. Yeah, fantastic as well. Glenfiddich does I dollar for dollar. You can't beat no the Glenfiddich twelve. I, Thirty I, bucks. I prefer Glenfiddich over Glenlivet of the oh, of, of the kind of like regularly availables uh, between like Glenfiddich, Glenmorangie, and Glenlivet. I prefer Glenfiddich. Oh, any day. Glenn, Glenn Levitt, I have to drink on like three or four cubes of ice. I, I don't like Glenn Levitt at all. See, that, and the problem I have with theirs is their stuff is aged. Once they get above their 12, actually, no, the 12 I think is aged in French oak as well. But they're mostly aged in French, French oak casks. And mm-hmm. it just gives it this like too much, uh, too much like peppery sweetness. Like it's a yeah. pepper and sweetness mix that I don't really love. And the worst part about being a whiskey lover 
and not a lot of people like whiskey. Whenever they buy you whiskey and they know you like Glenn Fettick, they end up buying you Glenn Levitt, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, at least you thought of me. You yeah. Know? It'll get drunk. That's, an, that's another one that's owned by Pernod Ricard, the big conglomerate. Glenn it's Levitt? Like under, uh, 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 Glenn Levitt is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Um, no, so. Glenn Levitt's founder reserve is fantastic. Is it really? And that's a, a, and that's a no age statement. Younger Glenn Fettick, and I mean Glenn Levitt, and a lot of people do like that. Fantastic. I did hear the Nodura, which is a sherry finished whiskey, by Glenn Levitt is really really good. I've yet Scott, to find it. Oh, I can I can get you that. Um, but that's another conversation. But he's, he's my um, mule. <laughs> uh, but like you should you should try uh, the Glenfiddich Fire and Cane. Yeah, have, I've been meaning have, to try I've this. I've seen it. Yeah, I've been meaning so to try this. It's so it is some of the rum cask finish mm-hmm. blended okay, with blended go. blended with a peated Glenfiddich. So oh, a peated a peated Glenfiddich, which is where the fire comes from, and then the okay. rum cask. Finish. So it's not like a fireball. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, when I so saw that, I saw fi- fireball. The like, fire, the fire is the peated, is the peated part. So it's okay. peated glenfiddich, blended with. So here's what it all comes from. It, you know, if if as you start digging deeper into uh, these distilleries, these are both owned by. This is owned by William Grant, same people that own Balvini. This year, Balvini came out with a 14 year peat week, 14 year peated Balvini. Which is the first time they had done a peated Balvini. Just so happens, it's the first time they come out with a peated Glenfiddich that's blended with a rum cask. If if I were a betting man, I would say this is most likely 14-year-old peated Balvini blended with 21-year-old rum cask. From, yeah, from Glenfiddich. Glenf- Glenf- Glenfiddich. Interesting. Or, are, are maybe younger variations, but the juice that was intended to be put into those, those two, yeah. those two uh, whiskeys. So uh, with this Akintoshin, it's again I'm going to echo a lot of the sentiments that Michael talks about his uh, Glenfiddich 12. It's green apple, creme brulee, citrus, um, a lot of ginger. The the spice on this one comes from like a ginger note. Uh, which is which is typical in Highland malts that you get that little tiny bit of spice. It's not like peppery, but that's like the ginger note that you get. Um, a lot of citrus on this. It's good. Caramel and citrus and green apple are the big heavy hitters on this one. But all in all, it's a good whiskey. Uh, I enjoy it. The Akintoshin Three Wood is also that's a rum cask finish. So what they do is they take the bourbon, the sherry, and a rum cask and blend them all together. That one's actually really good. Uh, so, Brent, give me some notes on this Russell's Reserve, the home game. I mean, like I said, it's the home game. The the maroon jersey is not the white jersey. It's the yeah. maroon jersey. <laughs> uh, um, like I said, I, th- I think it's it's pretty damn damn straightforward. Oak, little little toffee, a lot of car- a lot of caramel happening uh, on this guy. But it's um, nuts. See, I guess the one thing I would say is there's nothing super super crazy that spikes out what's the uh, or, or uh, what's speaks the, out to me what's the proof on that one it was uh it's a 55 it's a 110 so oh, 110. but i tell you it doesn't it does not drink like a 110 i mean this is so this is uh which is great this is the heaviest proof that i've drank tonight as uh 
the last pour before I stumble up the stairs. Uh, but it doesn't drink like a one like a one ten. It's pretty freaking smooth. I mean, so this one this one is matured in a deep deep char. So this is a number four char. So it's pretty heavy. They they call this like alligator char. This is where this is where it literally starts to flake off yeah. the off the barrel. I bet that's um, I you know I maybe I have to try that next time next time Jeeves gives us the pick of the bar. I'm gonna have to try that one. I, that one sounds good. It, it's not. It's doesn't have a, a very strong, heavy finish. It's not super, super lingering. Um, once again, this is another one that I, I'm I'm ready to have another round with on a a nice big open glass with a big you know a big rock. It's gonna be a, that's how I prefer to drink to drink mm-hmm. bourbon. I like to taste bourbon neat, but if I'm drinking it to enjoy it, I always like it on a big on a big rock. So this is one that I'll be interested to pour out on a big rock and see. Well, and, and, yeah, and bourbon, you're going to do that because a lot of the bourbons are in that 50% range. Like that 100 proof, you know, obviously we you think of bottled and bond and that's where you get that high proof whiskey. Uh, I mean, mine's 40%. I'm not going to add water to this because I know what happens to this when it adds water. It is absolutely mellow and gone. It is like yeah. drinking a yeah. watered down whiskey. Don't and do I know, that. Michael, that's kind of the similar for yeah it's the same unless you're drinking it over a really large ice ball Mm -hmm. it's gonna and a lot of bars that serve Glenfiddich because it's like super common they're they don't know how to pour it oh they pour it over ice chips and it just dilutes so quickly at the end of the day if it gets the job done and if I'm only paying nine dollars for it then I don't mind (laughs) but if I'm going where I actually want to enjoy it I'll ask neat rocks on the side when it comes to Glenfiddich. And then you drop a few I'll, like cubes I'll, I'll, in. I'll, yeah, I'll add one. Mm-hmm. One at a time. And then as I start, my palate starts to die a little bit, then I'll, I'll, I'll just drink anything over ice at that point. Yeah. I, they, they definitely do. Uh, the standard bar definitely adds too much ice to that whiskey. Yeah. So. And, and, and for those of you... That are the Disney fans that are here. Glenfiddich 12 is regularly available. It's like a standard whiskey at, at Disney. And, and it's great and, price. And it's not that bad. It's usually about $12 at Disney, which is cheap for whiskey. 12 for a double pour? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes double pour at like Brown Derby is like a really heavy hand. Mm-hmm. So Get to know your bartender. And they, they, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when and I, they, when they I retire... When I retire, I want to go work in the spirits program at Disney. Oh, yeah. That would be just like a, a freaking dream. If I win the lottery tomorrow, I'm going down and working at Disney in one of the bars and just yeah. sitting down with people and just talking whiskey. Yeah. I talked to that. Uh, there's a guy that works at uh, Rosen Crown. His name's Gavin. Really nice guy. Really young it's, English it's, guy. Isn't that the guy that stands the pint on the Nick? The, okay. No, that's Carl. That's, that's, that is Carl. Gavin, uh, he's like blonde, very skinny, uh, very nice guy. He's from Wales. I've been to Wales. He's been there since 1999. Really? Yeah. Uh, he was on a one-year visa, and he said that he'll never leave mm. that job. I've been never. to Wales. I, I can That's see why awesome. he doesn't want to go back. <laughs> I mean, his tips. He told me his tips on food and wine days. I bet. I bet. You talk... You're talking like he said. I've walked away with like five G's. 
Well, and look, and there's a reason. There was a, there was something posted That's in insane. three sheets. That's insane. Yeah, there was something posted in three sheets um, a couple weeks ago where they took a picture of the McAllen bottles at yeah. Rose and Crown, and they all have the pour tops, like the standard. You know, you yep. sh- you shove that little pla- uh, plastic or yeah. metal piece down in there. None of them were covered. And I nearly had a heart attack because I'm like, if you don't cover them, the whiskey's going to aerate and it's going yeah, to... They're, they they're go going through, through a, a bottle a day. Like I bet that. you they do. Even with their well, 18, I bet you they go through a bottle 18 a day. Was, their 18 was gone right after the World Cup. They uh, Gavin told me... I talked to Gavin a lot. Uh, he, <laughs> he you guys are on a first-name basis. Yeah. No, no, we really are. Uh, he goes to me. He's like, "Yeah, after uh, after Croatia won, all the Croatians came in here and drank all the 18. So Those they sons had of no, bitches. they had no Macallan 18 for about four months. Okay, so it, like, so isn't so isn't like the uh, over there the 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 Macallan flight is price insane, right? Like the whole flight's the same price as twenty two. It's twenty two. Yeah, it's twenty two dollars for Macallan flight, and you get a one ounce pour of. 12, 15, 12, 18. 15, yep. and 18. Yep. And 18 yeah, can cost, well, Yachtsman Steakhouse wanted to charge me 33 um, And Nomads wanted to charge me 45 Yeah. Honestly, if you if you have not tried McAllen 18, and you want to, because let me tell you something, it's one of, it's one, it's probably McAllen's best bang for your buck bottle. Yep, it's it's fantastic. We we rarely run out of it, and, I, and I, honestly, I think it's a big reason that McAllen has totally changed their the, the way the they do look. the way. Yeah, well, the, just the way they are doing the whole product line now, yeah. where they're offering an eighteen s- sherry and an eighteen like triple, triple cast, cast. Yeah. triple cast, cast yeah. now essentially is because it's it's so popular. They've got to figure out ways to make yeah. different expressions and different things. Yeah. Happen, can't they can't buy uh, sherry cask quick enough? They've got to age it in American oak, and they got to age it in European oak, and they got to age it in sherry. And only, only some of it can last eighteen years in sherry, but some of it they need to blend with yeah other yeah. other stuff. And I, and I don't blame them because honestly, like that that sherry cask, uh, you know, we we gushed on the rare cask. I will say, I think that the eighteen sherry cask finish is. Just slightly better. Ooh. Ooh. When you, I don't know. When you go pound for pound, they are they are the two best whiskeys I have ever drank. I mean, well, I, I don't know if I ever told you guys I went to an event called Raising McCallum. Yes, yeah, and, I know. And, I, I watched I, that. I, I watched ra- every second of that on Instagram. Raise the McCallum. I went on a very special VIP because my godfather, obviously. And uh, he he knows a whiskey like he knows a liquor store owner that got us in, and it was all you can drink whiskey VIP, and there was a bottle of rare cast sitting in the back, and I go to the bartender, can I have some of that rare cast? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what the hell? This guy's gonna give me rare cast? We between me and my godfather, we killed three bottles of rare cast Ooh. in one night, <laughs> and then he buys rare cast on the regular, so it's like we've. I've gone through like four or five bottles of rare cast. So, and I've been through a lot of 18 because of Disney. I mean, I, I drink 18 every single time I go. So, I, I, oh man, that rare cast is good. It is, it is really good. And I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say one is 
absolutely better than the other, but man, they are such great whiskeys. But the rare cast on ice is awful. I'll just tell oh, you. Oh yeah, that. no, no. We we you'll hear it in in the you'll hear it on the show. Tim and Adam added water, and I told him I I did not tell him not to, but I wish I would have because the minute you add just a little bit of water to that, it's gone. It's it's absolutely gone. gone. Yeah, that's fantastic. Rare though, cask, ever. rare cask. I think is the perfectly blended whiskey that it is made to enjoy the way it is. Yeah, there's yeah, that color. Just, just a little that, swig left. That color, that co- the color. Oh, it's such a deep like, red. And and the the aftertaste on the rare cast is almost like a. It's gonna sound weird, but almost like a Coca Cola. Yeah, like it's, it's got sweet. Like this sweet like Coca Cola kind of taste yeah. to it. It's and beautiful. I can I can drink that thing like beautiful. soda. It's amazing. So look, we uh, we hope you enjoy some of these whiskeys that we've tried tonight on the show. We we all got to pick our, our stock from the bar and enjoy what uh, what we like. So if you've had experience with those, go over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BSEA podcast, and let us know what you think of these three. Uh, if you've had them, share your tasting notes because we've shared ours. Um, all in all, Brett, uh, Brett give, me a, give me a score on that, Russell's. Um. I mean, Russell's is, it's solid. It's a mid, it's a mid eighties. I'm going to just give it an 85 straight up. Yeah. You know, all it's, a, it's an everyday bourbon. Like you said, anything over 85 is a good bottle. Mm-hmm. Like I said, nothing, nothing of this jumps out, but, um, I would drink this 10 times before I'd even touch wild turkey one-on-one. Yeah. Well, I would, I don't blame you. Michael, give me some, give me a score on that, uh, that Glenfiddich 12. This is super biased. Cause this is like the first whiskey <laughs> I ever fell in love with. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an 89. I, I mean, I've <laughs> that is palette, that is biased. <laughs> the, the 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 flavor has changed. The quality has gone down a little bit. But it's oh, it, it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. Yeah. It really is. Let's, it's the first whiskey I fell hey, in love with. And that works. I we talked about it in an episode you'll hear about uh, me and and La Goblin 16. That was like a Vulin 16. That that was you know nostalgia for me drinking that yeah. so yeah. I, I get the score based on nostalgia that's that's fair game yeah. no I, that's just drinking with my father and my godfather that's like our go-to so it's like that score is what it like to me what it deserves but if I never tasted it before maybe like an 80 yeah uh, and, yeah. and that's that's kind of where Akintoshin is going to lie it's going to be like an 82 83 for me yeah. it's not the best whiskey I've had but it is better than most uh, in that price range, in the fifty dollar price range, it's better than um, Glen Livet Twelve. Yeah, it's better than. Gl- I would say it's even better than Glen Ross Twelve. Like Glen Ross Twelve is a little bit too butterscotchy for me. This is more of sherry and more of the uh, dark raisins and dried fruits notes that I love in a sherry cast finish. So. You know, if you're if you're on the Facebook group, share what you're drinking, share what you found, share what you've uh, been looking for, because maybe someone can help you find what you're looking for. Um, but most importantly, uh, may your time here be educational and enjoyable. If you came here to learn, drink what you've learned. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, may you exit as a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers. Cheers. Ah.
I'm afraid someday you leave me Saying can't we still be friends When you go you know you grieve me All my life on you depends Am I guessing